Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast. I'm Tim, and I'll be your host this week. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Hunter, who's usually the host of this podcast, has been suspended by our management after his uh, USC antics from last week. So hopefully we'll get him out of the penalty box next week. But until then, I'm joined by Jason, and Eric's back with us. And boys, it's finally week one, man. I don't know about you, but I'm gassed up. Eric, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm uh, sitting here with a, a nice frosty tumbler full of Dr. Thunder, the official soft drink of the south end zone podcast and uh i'm excited nfl's around the corner college football week one is started uh high school football here in georgia they they just had uh coming up on week three actually but uh yeah it's that you know my favorite time of the year very wise beverage choice i might add uh jason what's going on man i'm good man i'm uh i'm excited to be here glad it's finally week one tired of talking about trash conferences and trash teams and ready to actually get into the meat of the college football season. So, Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good games on the docket this week. I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, too. But uh, we'll kick things off this week, getting into uh, a little bit more uh, diving into news and injury updates, quarterback battles, uh, things of that nature uh, coming out of the fall camps for some of these teams. So, Eric, I'll uh, I'll kick it over to you for a little bit of a talk on that topic. What say you, man? Um, the big ones I'm looking at as far as injuries, A, if Justin Ross is going to be able to play the, the Georgia game for Clemson, and B, if so, um, you know, how limited is he? You know, what's he look like? Because um, him and the other receiver, Nada, they're going to need one of those guys. So which, which one they get and how that guy looks, um, that's a big one. Uh, now on the other side of that, Georgia, you know, Gilbert is is still out for uh, personal reasons. Uh, you know, who knows? I don't I don't want to speculate, but uh, not having him because um, he he might be their most talented receiving threat they have. Yeah, well, not this week. He's not not this week, but it's uh, that that one might that one might sting. You know, outside of that, uh, Wisconsin has a a running back that's that's uh, questionable, banged up leg, uh, the the burger kid, which, you know, w- Wisconsin will find another running back, I'm sure. And then outside of that, those are those are the kind of the, the three big uh, injury impact situations kind of I see out there. Yeah, Justin Ross is, is a big one. I think we, we mentioned him during the ACC preview and his yep. injury history, and that's going to be a big one to watch all year, you know, when or if he gets back into the fold. Yeah, if he can play, period, that's like a huge win. Um, yeah, I mean, he's coming off a neck injury. That, it's scary. Like, I'm sitting here going, yeah, I hope nothing happens to the kid because he's like, I mean, he's got a chance to be the first NFL wide receiver taken in the draft if he, you know, stays healthy and all that. So it'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy for sure. You know, I, I really like their chances if he is healthy and 100% and good to go. I, but, you know, having him questionable with his health and having Joseph and Gata kind of you know questionable as well with the hamstring i still like clemson but yeah that'll be something to watch for sure what about uh any of the interesting quarterback battles that have transpired over the uh, course of the fall camp here jason what do, what do you think about any of those well i'm really interested in um texas they they named hudson card their quarterback and that's kind of what we expected you know i mean we discussed that in our big 12 preview but they're not playing some slouch team week one I mean, it's Louisiana. Yeah, it's, you know, anybody who doesn't watch college football might not know that Louisiana is a good team, but they actually are a legit football team. And Eric will get more into that in depth <laughs> later, I'm sure. Yes, he will. Well, but they got some love in the top 25. They sure man. did, man. So I, 
I'm anxious to see what Hudson Card is made of. Now, Casey Thompson will probably play some too. At least that's what Texas is reporting, is that both of them could play. I mean, if I'm with you guys. Like, if if Hudson Card comes out and is actually good, Casey Thompson's going to end up transferring somewhere. I mean, that, you know. Yeah. He's not yeah, going to sit kind of, and yeah, just I, hang I don't, out. I don't like that, that whole let's try both guys out kind of deal, man. It's like, shit or get off the pot, man. You need to name a kid a starter so he can get the reps in practice and get some experience in the game. I think there's a couple of teams out there that are on the fence with who they want to start, and they're going to try to play both kids. And I don't think that's the right idea, man. I agree. You got to stick one in there and go with it. it it's a tightrope between making between making sure you know on one side making sure you got the right guy and and evaluating as much as you can. But the other you know the flip side is once you get once you decide who that guy is, he needs reps. And the the longer you split reps, you know the fewer reps that guy uh, the guy who is the guy eventually gets. So I'm sure teams don't want to go into week one still unsure. Like Florida State's another one. It's not clear that they've decided on a guy. I think they probably want. Mackenzie uh, Mackenzie Milton to win the job uh, and he looked really good in the spring game but it's not I, I think they're another case where both of those guys probably will play it doesn't sound like they're that they've decided one or the other either. well I, I think that's more of a health thing you know Mackenzie Milton he's he's actually missed some practice and things like that so you know I think that like Jordan Travis he's gonna get some time he's gonna get some looks but I don't think that's necessarily an ability thing I mean I think we all agree on this podcast that Mackenzie Milton is, you know, more talented. Do we all agree there? Yeah, I I agree. And I agree with you. I think it's totally related to his health. I think they're probably trying to ease him into it and they don't want to throw him to the wolves, you know, per se, right off the bat. So the one I'm interested in is um, Tennessee, Joe Milton, you know, the transfer from Michigan, he was named the starter. And I actually spoke to my brother who, you know, he's friends with a a guy who's got a good pulse on the, you know, what's happening at Tennessee. And he said that Joe Milton has been like the unquestionable starter. Like, you know, there's no question. He's walking around with like confidence and like the team is behind him and he's the guy. So, well, he's battling Hendon Hooker, and if anybody knows about Hendon Hooker, it's me, and there ain't no competition there, man. Come on, <laughs> you, you, you're not giving Hendon Hooker any love. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, he's more of a running threat than a passing threat for sure. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I mean, Tennessee lost so many guys to transfer. Yeah, yeah, they fired Pruitt, and it was like an exodus. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Tennessee's made of with Joe Milton at quarterback, I think. Yeah, no, those are those are all, you know, good teams and, and battles to keep our eye on as the season progresses. But I think I'm going to move on to uh, the meat of what this podcast is going to be for the rest of the season, and that's us beating each other up on our picks. Oh, so boy. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and lay out the format for everybody. So... Each week, uh, we're going to go through and do kind of a round robin where everybody gets to pick three games of their choice uh, against the spread or the over-under total. And then we're all going to pick one upset alert special that breaks from the norm where you're not betting against the spread, but you're picking this team to win outright. So a true underdog victory here. We'll give one points for the regular pick and two points for the underdog special. We'll keep score, and uh, winner gets bragging right. Boys, what do you think? I'm in. I like it. You guys are going down, especially after you, you you know, you took an L in week zero there. 
Hey, man, that was just preseason warm-ups, man. I had to get the kicking leg warmed up, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, before we get into the meat of the podcast, I would like to bring up the fact, you know, we had, me and you both had Scott Frost at number three in our hot seat rankings. Does anybody <laughs> yeah. in football oh. have a hotter seat than Scott no, Frost right now? No, absolutely not. No, hottest, not right now. hottest seat in America. He is sitting on the sun right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the sixth gate of hell right now. His seat is so hot. Well, yeah, you that, know, I mean, not to toot oh my, my own gosh. horn here, but I did call out Brett Bielma as my, you know, best coaching hire, <laughs> and he ends up winning week one against Nebraska. I mean, he straight up out coached Scott Frost. I mean, let's be honest. He did. Yeah, no. If if you switched and when that game was nine nine at halftime, which you know I looked at that and I was like, yeah, Big Ten football's back, baby. If you looked at that game at nine nine at halftime and you had switched coaches, Bielma still would have won. I feel strong about this now, really strong. Yeah, 100%. I mean, but circling back to old Scotty over here, man, I mean, he lost to a team that had to play a second-string quarterback for a majority of the game. You know, Illinois might end up being a better team than any of us really thought, but their schedule doesn't get any easier after Illinois. I mean, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Ohio State. You kidding me, Scott? You're in trouble, man. They're – a bowl game seems like a pipe dream right now for them. Well, you know, we, we discussed it in our Big Ten preview that we expected him to get fired. But, you know, if I'm looking at it now, like... But I, at the end of the season, right? That's what you guys said? Well, yeah, I, I did say at the end of the season. But at this point now, yeah, he may he not be make out of it here to before October. Halloween. Yeah, that's right. He may not make it to October. And I think he had a serious disadvantage, you know, playing in week zero because the entire college football world had eyes on him and it didn't go well. You know, it's not that like the biggest thing that I saw when I watched that game was that Nebraska has no athletes. They have none. Like they don't have anybody that can make a difference. I mean, Adrian Martinez, he had a great freshman season, but since then he's regressed every year, but he has no help. He has none. He has no running backs, no receivers, no difference makers. I mean, none of those receivers could, you know, get any kind of separation. Right, against Illinois' DBs. Yeah, and and then when they did, he missed them wide. I mean, he had some wide open passes that he missed. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here going, he had a guy open. He had a guy open in the end zone by six yards. Missed him. Yeah, and I'm sitting here going, what the fuck, like. Why can't, I mean, is this guy the best answer that they can come up with at quarterback? I mean, I think it's a lot. Like, I don't know that Nebraska can ever be what they were in the 90s. I don't think they can. But that being said, everybody that he's recruited that's from the state of Florida or Georgia or things like that, they've all transferred out. That You know, they're not staying. So, you know, why didn't Mackenzie Milton go to Nebraska to be with his former coach? Why not? Why did he transfer to Florida State instead? Can anybody yeah, answer I think that? He knows better. Well, yeah, he he probably looked and said, "Well, you know, Coach Frost is twelve and twenty through three years. He if I transfer, he might not actually be my coach." Well, I think we've we've shoveled enough dirt onto Nebraska. The last scoop just went in the grave there. So, well, we need yeah, Let's, we need to uh, set an over under on when he reports to Nick Saban's home for wayward coaches. <laughs> to to start his analyst job, his his redemption arc. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, I'm gonna say October 31st. Yeah, he, he like like I said in group chat, his his wife might already be on Zillow. Hundred percent. Moving on to the uh, 
the first round of picks. We'll all we'll all take one stab at our our first round of games here. So I'll I'll start with you, Eric, and uh, give me uh, give me one of your games and your pick here. Uh, my first one, I'm going to take North Carolina and Virginia Tech under that was six, spicy under sixty four. Really? Yep. You think that one's going to go under? Huh? I do. Uh, I, th- I think North Carolina just lost too much on, I mean, the two best running backs, two best receivers. The quarterback is still a stud, but it's not clear who he's going to throw the ball to. I just don't see, wh- what's the line on that one? UNC's favored by what? Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could see it. I could see it, but the last couple times that those two teams have played, they've been absolute barn burners. <laughs> I mean, what was it? 2018 or 2019 the, the six overtime special virginia techs won four out of the last five against them Are you kidding me yeah and it's it's been high scoring every time and i don't i don't know if it's going to go under this time I, I don't know you could be right week one i mean maybe well every fbs versus fbs game in week zero went under but that being said last year was what 56 to 45 yeah, no, like I said, the last two or three games have been been barn burners. All right, so he's going under on Virginia Tech, North Carolina. <sighs> Man. Six- All right, you writing this stuff down? <laughs> See, 64 and a half. All right, I got it. I got take, it under control. Taking notes. Yep, I'll, I'll take the notes here. Eric, 64 and a half under. Take that L. All right, weak man, you're on the hot seat. Who you got up first? Up first, you guys know I have been a – I have eviscerated Chip Kelly multiple times on this podcast. Oh, you're going there first. Oh, I'm going there right out of the gate. Um, LSU going on the road to UCLA. I like LSU. I don't know that I'm I'm going to backslide a little bit on uh, the fact that, you know, they're going to score 60. <laughs> you know, that's a little bit outrageous. But the total is 65 and a half. But, I mean, if you're going to give me the spread at three points, which is – what it is right now. I don't think Chip Kelly will be able to run the ball, you know, as effectively he was against a team like Hawaii. So, well, he did put up what like 270 on the yeah, ground against I mean, them fools. Uh, Hawaii, dude, they had like 10 carries of 10 plus yards. I mean, they weren't stopping anybody. And LSU's not going to tolerate crap like that. So, if you're going to tell me that DTR, you know, Dorian Tom- Thompson Robertson, it, it, if you're going to tell me he's going to sling it all over the field against Derek Stingley and LSU, I'm not behind that. I think that's, you know, with the hurricane and everything going on, I think LSU's playing with a chip. They're getting overlooked. I like LSU at minus three. You can book that, write it down. I think LSU beats them by double digits, frankly. Oh, yeah. I, I have minus four on my notes. I, I still would take LSU. All right. All right. Everybody's high on the Tigers. Too bad Hunter's not here to – throw the elbow down yeah, on this too bask in the would. glory <laughs> well you know i messaged uh, i messaged him today and said hey if you got any lines you want to throw out we'll mention them he never responded so i guess <laughs> i guess he's he's here supporting lsu in spirit yeah maybe if you'd tease some soccer lines to him he'd have got back yeah to no you kidding be like hey we'll throw in a chelsea line for you <laughs> i'll go ahead and take my first game of the week uh, I'm going to take uh, the Western Michigan-Michigan game. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, my God. Michigan's got basically a, a new defense and a new offense. Western Michigan can score. Um, they're a pretty good team. Uh, the over-unders set at, like, what is it, 67? I'm going to take the under 
on this one. There's no way Michigan contributes enough on the scoreboard to hit the over. Kind of want to take Michigan or Western Michigan to cover, but I just can't bring myself to pull the trigger. So I'll I'll leave that one there. But I'll take the under on that 67 and a half. 67 and a half. That does seem like a ton of points for Michigan. You know, I mean they they don't have like this dynamic offense. I'm with you. I I mean. Like I say, every game that was FBS, FBS went under in week one. And I don't see Michigan coming out and scoring, you know, 40 and, you know, Western yeah, Michigan. Yeah, they're not, not going to be the 30. team that breaks that trend. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there. I think the under there is a good pick. It's like I said, I'm, I'm real tempted to take Western Michigan to cover against <laughs> Harbaugh, but I think he'll probably – He'll probably get it done. I just hate him. But all right, Eric, what say you for number two, man? Number two, um, this game I absolutely am watching because I think it's going to be a truckload of fun. Give me over 76 for Louisville Ole Miss. Woo! Over. Over 76? Oh, my God. Jeez. Okay, so Louisville averaged 29.5 a game last year, which is good, and they have a lot of guys back. They gave up 26.5 a game, which is not so good. Ole Miss, I don't need to tell you guys. I mean, they they hit 48 points or more four times, 40-plus six times. Uh, they only scored less than 35 twice all last year. So you have a great offense, a good offense, and two bad defenses. So, you know, un- until Ole Miss consistently doesn't hit the over, uh, I'm going to pick Lane Kiffin to go over probably every game this year. Jeez. Well, I, I don't dislike that pick. I mean, you know, we kind of keep – I mean, yeah, last year was year one, but you sit here and wonder, is Ole Miss actually going to be able to play defense this year? I mean, I think their numbers come down a little bit because last year, you know, COVID year, guys weren't tackling in the spring, things like that. So those numbers do come down. I don't know, man. Se- I mean, 76 is a ton of points. It I is. would actually take the under on this if I was – gonna bet it I, I i'm gonna disagree there yeah i don't i mean old miss they averaged 41 last year and they averaged 40 allowed last year so um yeah God, I, I just I think it's gonna be a yeah i think it's gonna be a track meet out there can we just discuss how bad giving up 40 points a game is a game yeah, yeah not not hey we gave up 40 points this one game it's 40 point average <laughs> they played every game they, yeah they played the the worst defensive game i've ever seen in college football against alabama well that's against bama though i mean i'm not being a homer when i'm saying that i mean you know ohio state yes gave you up, are ohio state gave up 52 points to them you can't chalk up the one game they played against bama everybody gives up 40 50 points to bama last year no, okay, God. Alabama ran 40 first down plays in that game, and they either moved the chains or scored a touchdown on 22 of the. They either had a new fresh set of downs or points more often than they ran a second down play. <laughs> Mississippi couldn't stop anybody. And that's bad. And, you know, un- until I see them actually do that this year, yeah, I'm going to hammer the over as many times as I can. Mm. Well, all right, Jason. Well, who are you taking for your second L of week one? Well, I'm actually going to go with a total here. I like Oklahoma playing Tulane. The total is 68 and a half. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma might score 60 on their own. I was just about to say, they may have scored 70 just by themselves. It, it's possible, but, you know, the computer doesn't take into account, you know, them pulling the starters. So, you know, I kind of look at it the same way I looked at UCLA and Hawaii. I just don't see – I mean, the total there was 69.5. This is 68.5. I, I don't see Tulane scoring a bunch of points. 
and I see Oklahoma pulling their starters, you know, at the end of the third quarter or whatever it may be. So I kind of disagree with you, man. I think even if they do get into garbage time that they continue to run it up on those fools, man. I mean, Oklahoma's second string is far better than UCLA's second string, and I think they just continue to pile on them fools. It's possible. It is possible, but I, I, like I say, I, Spencer Rattler shouldn't play more than two and a half quarters. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, it's Tulane. What are we talking about? No offense to Tulane or their fans. I mean, but they're completely and utterly overmatched. So Yeah, but they might hang 50 by halftime is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know that it'll be that bad. I mean, it's the first game of the year. I mean, yeah, it could happen, but if you were talking about this in week six, I'd be like, yeah, shit, the score might be 70 to nothing. But, I mean, that I think it's similar to, you know, the UCLA-Hawaii situation where it's going to end up being 45 to, or 50 to 7. You know, so I, I like the under there, just like I said, based on the fact that I think the computer is overestimating how long they're going to leave their starters in. Yeah, so for my second pick – I'm going to take the uh, the Clemson-Georgia game here. So Clemson's favored by three points, you know, a neutral site game. For me, just Clemson has unproven commodities, you know, for week one. Um, they're likely to, you know, excel as the season progresses, but I like Georgia's experience more in the first game of the year, um, and I think they're going to take advantage of that. Um so I like Georgia to win outright here. Um, not my underdog special pick because that would just wouldn't be fair. This is too close of a line for that. But uh, I'm taking taking the dogs in this one, man. So you're taking Georgia plus three. Yes, sir. Uh, if it was in Death Valley, I, I probably might have gone the other way. But you know, this is a neutral site game, and I think. I think Georgia comes out on top well, of this one. Well, if it wasn't Death Valley, it probably wouldn't be plus three either, though. It'd probably be plus six. Would you still take Clemson? I, I probably would, yeah. yeah. So my thing is it's week, is, is the week one part, and we talked about this in the ACC show. Because I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to take Georgia in the points if I was picking this game um, just because of how many guys Clemson is replacing on offense. If this game was in week six where they've had a month to, to mix and match and and see who can play and what their best combinations are and, and all that, then I would be more than comfortable calling Clemson a you know touchdown favorite. But you know, going against the best defense you're going to play this year by a mile, uh, week one with so many unproven guys, it's kind of you know I I like Georgia in this one. Yeah, I agree with that 100 percent, man. Well, I don't agree. I think Clemson wins. <laughs> so you know, it's no secret that uh, I picked Clemson to go undefeated and win the title. You got them going fifteen to zero, right? I do have them going undefeated, winning the title. I just I want to make sure I'm remembering that right. Yeah, write it down, take it to the bank. Oh, it's all it's all archived. Yeah, man. put it in, put it in there. Um, no, uh, I mean, looking at the game, I think the line is a good line. You know, I really do. I mean, Clemson minus three. That's why. I mean, I didn't put a bet in there on it. I didn't actually bet money on the game. But if I if you said, hey, you got to put you know, $100 down in this game, what are you going to bet? I would bet Clemson. I mean, yeah, it's a neutral site game, but I mean, it's Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, it's it's not that neutral. Yeah, it's really not. It's not like it's in Dallas, Texas or the Rose Bowl, you know. So, I mean, what do we – I mean, you look at what Georgia is missing. Look at the injury reports. I mean, yeah, Gilbert, we know he's not going to play. He's probably their most dynamic receiving threat since Pickens, you know, is out with an injury. 
Georgia's secondary needs help in a bad way. Now on the other side, Clemson has some injuries at the wide receiver position. They've got two wide receivers who are questionable. Ross is probably going to play, and Ngata we don't know with the hamstring. He may or may not suit up and play. That combined with their running back questions, we don't, you know, there's a ton of question marks with this game. But that being said, Georgia's strength is running the football. Clemson's strength is on their defensive line and in their linebacking core. So if you're telling me the difference in the game is going to be JT Daniels having to throw the ball and sling it all around the field on a neutral site game, I don't like that. I'll take Clemson, you know, to cover minus three. I think they, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think they win by seven to ten points minimum. All right, we'll see. All right, last round of pickums, man. Eric, who you got for your third and final pick? Uh, Notre Dame minus seven and a half at Florida State. What um, the fuck is this line right now? I don't know. I kid, kid me. I had to double check and make sure it wasn't seventeen and a half because truthfully, I know that would make a lot more sense to me. Um, you know, let and again, let, we covered this in the ACC show. I believe Mike Norville is the guy, and I think he will get it turned around at Florida State and get them back to being you know more more what we're used to than they have been for the last four or five years but that's not going to be this season no it's definitely not going to be in this game and it's not going to be week one minus seven and a half for notre dame free money yeah i i agree with that 100 percent, man this one this one could get ugly they could rip florida state's arms off and beat them with I it i do too i i actually agree with that i mean they played in october you know october the 10th was their game in 2020 and you know notre dame won 42 to 26 I don't know that Notre Dame is that much more talented than they were last year, but I also don't think Florida State is much more talented than they were last year, given their quarterback questions. So if this were in week six and Mackenzie Milton was the unquestionable starter, maybe I would entertain, you know, looking at the line and thinking uh, maybe Florida State could cover, but I think Notre Dame boat races these dudes. I I, I think it's a beat down. I really do. Yeah, I don't don't know that I would entertain any – single digit line at any point this season <laughs> regardless of who's playing i mean they're just they're just not there yet yeah it's like you said if it was 17 i'd have thought maybe for a half second about it but seven you fucking kidding me absolutely not yeah it's a it, it it's a weird line man i look at vegas and i'm going what do they see in florida state that i don't see because <laughs> i'm looking at florida state going these guys suck i mean <laughs> Yeah, like, I know they brought in a bunch of transfers, particularly on the defensive side, but they still got a lot of holes. And yeah, but I mean Notre, Notre Dame. I mean they were a fucking playoff team last year. I mean Jack Cohn, he's not going to be any worse than Ian Book was. I mean, do we all agree on that at least? Not significantly. I th- I think he is going to be able to not not going to be able to make as many plays with his feet, but yeah, he'll be fine. It, definitely good enough to beat Florida State by more than a touchdown. Well, the only thing I know about Notre Dame is those green jerseys that Jason loves so much are big. <laughs> what? So, You're crazy. Well, You're crazy. We'll move on to, to Jason's third and final round-robin pick, so lay it on me, man. Well, oh, man, you guys are going to roast me for this so bad, but... Oh, no. I publicly crushed this guy on, my, on the podcast, but just looking at everything, I, I got to take UCF, man. I mean, Boise State coming to town, tons of humidity. It's hot. You're riding the Gus <laughs> bus week one, man. I'm going to ride them, man. I mean, it, 
After everything we've been through leading up to week one, you're going to ride the Gus bus. You fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I'm going to ride them. Okay, it's a Thursday night game. All right, but hold on. Hunter's calling into the podcast right now. He's fucking losing his mind right now. <laughs> it's a it's a Thursday night game. They're going to be on primetime. Everybody's going to be watching them. But Boise State coming from Idaho, coming to UCF. It's hot, humid. You know, it's a fucking 3,000 mile trip, roughly. You know, Dylan Gabriel. I mean, a lot of people think that that dude has like NFL talent. I didn't really watch him much last year, so I don't know yet to be seen. But Boise State, they were in a, I mean, their quarterback was in a competition up until like a week ago. And they've got a new head coach. And granted, UCF does too, but I mean, you know, going 68-35 in the SEC, I think Malzahn probably a better head coach than what they've got. I don't know. If it was on the blue turf, I wouldn't bet this game. But it's at UCF. So, you know, Dylan Gabriel slinging it all around the field. UCF, give me me UCF minus five. You guys can roast me on that take. I almost took the under – at 68 and a half instead of betting the point total. But I just figure UCF's going to kind of run the ball all over them and Gabriel will be able to sling it around wherever he needs to. So give me UCF minus five and a half. Nah, you ain't wrong, man. You ain't wrong. This, this ain't your grandma's Boise State team from 2008 with, you know, Kellen Moore or Jared Zabransky or any of them fools back there. They've, they've fallen off quite significantly. And I just, just want to give you a bunch of shit for riding Malzahn week one after all the shit you talked on him the last couple of weeks. Like I say, this is not an endorsement of Malzahn, okay? Because that guy has cost me some money in the past, you know, betting on Auburn. But, you know, you can't really count on that guy for anything, but especially early in the season. He's more of a second half of the season, you know, get hot kind of coach. But Boise State... I'm with you. I just I don't think they're as good as they used to be. They got a new head coach, you know, new quarterback. Relatively, he's got six starts under his belt. Just give me UCF. I'll take him at minus five. Chalk it up. I like that one. Taking I'm, it to I'm the not bank. gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna roast you on that. I'll, I'm, so Gus Malzahn would have been my uh, impact coaching hire pick. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't record with you guys last show, but he definitely. I mean, he was a great hire for them, and I think he'll do well. Last time he took a new job. He went from zero conference wins in the SEC to the national championship game. Well, we know the two passengers on the Gus bus is Hunter and Eric. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think I think five's low. I would I would definitely go on that one. All right. Well, for my last pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with a game that Jason's probably gonna be watching very closely because of the uh, implications of said bet that we have. Don't you dare pick but, uh, Ohio State to cover. 14 and a half. I'm, Ohio State is uh, favored by 14, and Fleck's going to try to row the boat, but Ohio State's going to boat race them fools. And like Hunter always says about Ohio State, they're going to go for style points and they're going to lay it on thick. You know, Minnesota might keep it interesting very early, but Ohio State's going to pull away and they'll easily cover this 14 points, man. I can't disagree with you. As bad as I would love see Minnesota make a game out of this and make it interesting and cover a spread, I, I'm with you. Ohio State's monumentally more talented than Minnesota. I mean, just based off recruiting and coaching, and there, you know, I, I don't think there's any way that they cover a 14 point spread 
over a four-quarter game. All right, so now that we've got the uh, regular pickums locked in, we're going to move on to the uh, upset alert specials here, man. So this is this one's going to count for two points just because we're picking them to win outright, not against the spread. So, Jason, who's your uh, who's your first upset alert pick, man? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, my upset pick for the week, I, you know, I didn't have – I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't have the sack to pick it, <laughs> but <laughs> – but I like I like Indiana to upset Iowa on the road, man. I mean, they're oh man, I almost took that one. <laughs> you know, Michael Penix. I I said it in the Big Ten preview. I think he's going to be too much for Iowa. You know, I mean, I he's twelve too. and two as a starter. I think Indiana goes on the road, and the line that I'm looking at right now is minus three and a half for Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so give me Indiana to cover that. I think they win, you know, by a field goal, roughly. Um, like I say, I no offense to Iowa. I think they're a really good team. You know, I think they're one of those teams. I I picked them to go seven and five, but it wouldn't surprise me if they overachieved this year. And they've got a really good defense. It's early in the season. I mean, the total's forty five. Vegas is projecting it to yeah. be a low scoring game. So. No, 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 no. That one's gonna go over. I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh shit! Michael Penix and, and Spencer, yeah, Michael Penix and Spencer Petrus are gonna trade jabs, and it's gonna go over forty-five. But that one's just for banter. That one doesn't count. Well, yeah. I, so I'm gonna take Indiana to upset Iowa. I think that uh, I think that'll make things interesting. I mean, it's seventeen versus eighteen. You know, Vegas and the AP poll have them kind of right there in the same window as far as talent and ability and all that. Uh, but I like Penix to go on the road and upset Iowa. All right. Lock it in. Eric, where are you at, man? Well, um, I talked about this game in particular on the Big 12 show, and I'm I'm sticking with what I said then. Uh, Louisiana is a eight-and-a-half-point dog against Texas. And I am not, Cajuns. and I am not at all convinced that they are not the better team. Wow! <laughs> so I, I took the under on Texas because I I was willing to give them five conference wins and two non conference wins, but I did not think they would beat Louisiana. And the more I look at the game, the more I the more I think that you know Louisiana's twenty one and three in their last twenty four games. They went on the road and beat Iowa State by seventeen last year. Uh, they got nineteen starters back. They got. Their top eight pass catchers. They got their quarterback back. He's a super senior. They got four offensive linemen. Uh, every defensive lineman that recorded a tackle for them last year is back. You know, so you got you got the kid at Texas who's making his first college start ever against a defense that returns ten guys from a unit that gave up the sixth fewest pass yards in football, the fourth lowest yards per pass allowed, and was third in the country with sixteen interceptions. Um, so I, you know, the, the Hudson card. A, a, Sounds like he's a talented kid. Um, I think he's going to have a, a rough introduction to NCAA football. And I got the Raging Cajuns going to Austin and coming out with a W. Man, on the road, raining on Sark's fucking welcome parade. Are you kidding Man, me? I, All right. Yeah, I, I, I got to disagree there. <laughs> I, think, I think Texas wins that game. I, you know, the spread, I'm not sure that Texas covers, but I, I do think they win. I think they're just – far more talented than louisiana yeah that'll be an interesting game to watch um i'll definitely have my eye on that one especially now that eric's locked it in for his upset pick (laughs) but i'm gonna go ahead and uh 
give mine, and this one is a game that Jason mentioned earlier, and uh, I'm going to go there, man. LSU-UCLA. You know, are you kidding me? You sh- no. You're going to pick Chip Kelly? You are not. <laughs> you, man, you have got hey. balls the size of Texas if you pick UCLA. That's right. Huevos, man. Huevos. The, you know, there's usually one game every week where you go, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I just feel like this is that game this week. And, you know, Hunter's not here to defend himself, so I'm coming out for blood. Yeah, this game could be a barn burner. LSU's coming out on the road, and and old Ed is going to be shook after listening to Jason's prediction from last week that if he surround and loses to Chip Kelly week one, he's going to be on the hot seat. So I'm calling the Tigers coming out and choking it off to UCLA week one. Oh my god! I think there could be a little bit of uh, drugs uh, aftermath from the uh, the hurricane with some of the travel plans and some of the players' minds being in elsewhere that might. You know, play a factor in all this. So we'll see. I'm going to call it. Take it to the bank, man. Oh, my God, dude. Chip Kelly. Oh, I can't believe you. You hate to do it, but I got to do it. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that. You're going to pick UCLA to upset LSU in week one. Wow. All right. That's what I'm known for, man. The bold picks. They don't let me down, man. Eric's right. You are on drugs. <laughs> I might be on drugs. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's it for the uh, the pickums here. So, uh, go ahead and wrap things up. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on before we call it a day? I'm still trying to wrap my mind around Chip Kelly uh, picking Chip Kelly in, in that game. I yeah, I mean, I got, what do you, I got nothing. What do you see? What, what like I'm sitting here looking at like their strength is running the ball. You don't think UCLA can stop? Or sorry, you don't think you uh, LSU can stop the run? Are you kidding me? It's not that I don't think they can not stop the run, but I think that they UCLA could be productive enough to chip away at them. And like I said, I think there's going to be some, you know, non-game factors involved that could play. Uh, you know, like what? What? They're se- what? The seventeen fans that UCLA is going to have in the stands? Did you see the crowd <laughs> at that last game? It was fucking disgraceful. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Well, it ain't going to be any different than any of the games that were played last year, man. Yeah, so. where there were cardboard cutouts, and that might as well be the same because no fucking fans show up. So it's not like it's going to be a hostile environment. That's eh, all right, man. We'll see how it plays out. <sighs> man, that. Mm. Well, you're on a loser there. I'll tell you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you're just giving away two points. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You're on a loser there. Some other some other lines that I would like to 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 bring to the table here. I know Eric's got a take on this. I actually bet money on this pick. I took USC minus fourteen over San Jose. And I'd like to know why Eric thinks that's a dumb pick. Eric? I, I was mostly talking shit. I just <laughs> Um, USC has no business winning that game by less than 25 points. But if, if the, if the Clay Helton era has shown us anything, I mean, they are, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but man, I just don't have any sort of confidence that they're going to be, you know, operating in anything close to, you know, tip top efficient manner. It's, well, and I mean, you know, San Jose state's not a bad football team. They're, they're really not, not a bad football team. They're not bad, but they're not real good either. 
uh, well, and, I mean, and they, you know, I, I'm talking relative to, the, to their conference and to the yeah. level of talent they play week to week. They're really not bad. You know, like you got to I mean, you got to strap it on if you're going to go play them. I mean, you can't just like sleep on them and sleepwalk through it. Right. Yeah. Know? No, they're, they're not some walk around, but they're also operating with about 55 percent of the pure talent level that USC is. So, you know, yeah, USC should go out and just curb stomp them. But, you know, they have this really annoying habit of some weeks just you know, what the hell happened? Not showing up and just kind of coasting through and sleepwalking and playing down to their competition. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they're that good that, that they're playing down to a whole lot of people though. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I would want to float 14 points on Clay Helton. I'm just, yeah, well don't tell Hunter that he'd think we're crazy for not taking him. <laughs> He's got him going to the national title and shit over here. Well, Another one I want to bring to everybody's attention, you know, just so you all, you guys all know, Liberty is a 22-and-a-half-point favor over Campbell yeah. College. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, God. Campbell High School, whoever the – I don't even know where that college is, but I feel like that's free money. Yeah, it is. Campbell University. Are they are they playing Bishop Sycamore this week? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they got BS on the schedule. No, uh, Campbell University is a FCS school in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. How the fuck do you know that? Uh, my my <laughs> boys got uh, Google got uh, application letters from them in the middle of the day. <laughs> what? Yeah. Campbell College sent your kids for a kicking. I mean, didn't your kid a kicker? Hey, you saw that forty-five yard boot, man. Yeah, man, hammer time. Um, <laughs> no, they no, they're they're both really good students. Um, and I mean, they get mail from a lot of colleges throughout the southeast all right enough with the hugh freeze makeout session <laughs> good god i'm gonna throw up <laughs> well the last spread that i really want to talk about i'd like to get you guys' take on alabama and miami because i'm a alabama homer and uh the spread right now the what i'm looking at is 18 points over under a 61 and a half timmy give me your take <sighs> man uh the 61 and a half, I think, is going to go under. I don't think Alabama's going to score that many points, and I damn for sure know that Miami's not going to score that many points. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, but I like Alabama to probably cover that. I just don't think that Miami is going to be able to hang with the talent on Alabama's defense, and you know they're going to get shut out offensively pretty good, in my opinion. But like I said, with the score, I don't know that Alabama's offense is fully in sync yet, so I don't like them to score a lot of points. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I don't know that I would touch the spread, but I I would I would definitely lean under as well for that, just because you know Miami's quarterback. This is his first game since the ACL, and going against Alabama's defense when he you know might be he might be medically cleared, but he's probably not like tip top hundred percent game ready. Well, I know he's missed a bunch of practices. Yeah, I you know, and then Alabama, we've talked about them, right? They, just, I'm sure they'll be good, but there's some uncertainty there. As you know, guys who haven't played a ton. Um, so yeah, the under would be attractive, but I don't, I don't like that. That would you say eighteen? Uh, yeah, eighteen right now. Yeah, I run for the hills. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Jason, you want to let all the uh, listeners know where they can find us on the socials? Man? Yeah, man. You guys can find us on Twitter, uh, at South End Zone Pod. 
Um, there's a link in our bio to an email. You can send us an email, send us your questions, roast our takes, roast our bets. Um, let us know your bets. We'll take them into consideration and we'll roast them after they don't hit or we'll praise you if they do hit. But, but, uh, yeah, the best place to find us is on Twitter for sure. Yeah. But you got to come correct though. None of that. Oh, you guys know what you're talking about. You must never watch football, (laughs) you know, without providing some insight of your own. Right. No, yeah, the no only person AF. you can roast is Hunter for not watching football because he watches soccer more than football. Please. Yeah, and if you're not taking UCLA to the bank over LSU, oh, I don't want to you either. So. Jesus Christ. We'll, uh, we'll be back at you next week with more of the same action for week two, week one recap, more pick'ems. So see you next time. Thank you very much. Have a great day.